0: So really uh, you know really this is just tips for builders that want to build a high performance building company. How old are you going to be before you start to experience life like you want it? I want to tell you right now whether you like it or not there is a better way to do business. Hi everyone, welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Welcome to you uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, my name is Max, I'm the CEO of Smith and Sons. Look, uh, you know, we really want to continue on with our, uh, you know, our objective to, to build high-performance building companies. And, uh, you know, I know you do too. Um, and, and really high-performance, uh, even subcontractor companies, that's what we want to do. And I think there's a lot of things that, that do overlap between a building company and a subcontractor business. Uh, today, this would be definitely one of them. Um, this was actually a presentation that I did for, you know, to our staff at the beginning of our team meeting yesterday. And I uh, took a photo of the notes that were on the whiteboard and I just thought, you know what, this is not just something for for us at corporate office, it's definitely something that could be used by our general contractors and certainly uh, I think you'll get some benefit out of it as well. So really, uh, you know, really this is just tips for builders that want to build a high performance building company. Uh, we're not going to be talking about construction efficiency, we're not going to be talking about, you know, how to quote better and all that sort of stuff, although there is definitely some relevance uh, to those subjects. but You know, today I want to talk about being, uh, you know, a purpose-driven, I want to talk about purpose-driven business development. And so, you know, I think by default, a lot of the time we try and develop business and I don't subscribe to that thought process. What I subscribe to is building or developing a high-performance building company by uh, design, not by default. And so if you're in that position where you go, Max, I'm not doing it by default, I'm bloody well trying, then, you know, hats off to you. I'm glad you're in the room and, and hopefully we can we can uh, move towards an outcome that's going to be better for you this financial year or this calendar year in your business. A um, couple of things that I, I really, I guess I introed the the conversation with my staff yesterday. We, you know, we've got, I guess we've got several layers or levels. You know, I've got several layers or levels of, of obligation uh, as far as stakeholders. Obviously we've got retail customers. Uh, we've got obligations there across the board with all of our franchise general contractors, uh, you know, I've got obligations to the franchisees that have invested in this business and in this brand. Um, I've got uh, obligations to corporate staff to maintain good relationships with those, with those guys, with the team and ensure we're getting good output uh, and we're delivering it at the highest level. Uh, and of course, I've got, I've got three business partners that expect me to dominate. So, you know, I, I do go to bed more often than not thinking about one or all of those aspects of my responsibility and so, you know, really it's like, okay, so, you know, you, if you're a general contractor, you might have obligations to your retail customers and to your, you know, the, the the guys and the gals maybe that you've got working for you. So you don't have, you know, maybe the level of obligation or responsibility that I do, but you still have some. Uh, just to kick off, I want you to think about a couple of areas where you can support the, the, uh, the objective of, uh, purpose-driven business development. Uh, I want to talk to you quickly, or, or bring to your attention: operational brilliance, empathetic excellence, and innovative disruption. And so, you know, there are different aspects of you know, I, I you know, I talk about when you do sales, you've got to sell with empathy. Um, obviously, you you know, we talk about thinking outside of the box, and of course, when you go to you know the building site, you want to deliver the product in a very efficient um, and uh, profitable manner. And so, you know, I talk about operational brilliance, I talk about empathetic excellence, and I talk about innovative disruption, uh, you know, delivering, delivering expeditiously and efficiently and profitably, uh, selling or, you know, handling yourself as the leader of your business in a very empathetic manner, whether you're doing sales with retail customers, whether you're dealing with subcontractors and vendors, or whether you're dealing with your own staff. Now, empathy doesn't mean uh, weakness. Uh, matter of fact, it's a strength. Um, when you can understand what's important to them, make it important to you, and you can end up at a what I call a no lose no lose outcome. Then you, as an operator, whether you're selling to retail customers, whether you're negotiating with subs and suppliers, or whether you you know you're busy discussing recruitment you know uh, processes within your business with new staff, then uh, you know I think that's that's a winner winner chicken dinner. Um, so that just sets the scene. That's what we're looking at doing. Now, what I really, the guts of the conversation today, um, You know, we, we talk about bottom line. I often talk about how culture, we've got to understand the power of culture in your business and you've got to be a really good talent scout and you've got to understand the importance and the impact that it has on your bottom line. And when I say the, you know, the words bottom line, you automatically think about profit. And, uh, and I want to talk about real quick uh, in a few minutes, um, three bottom lines. Uh, the first one I'm not going to talk a lot about Uh, it really does you know these three bottom lines come back to the thought I had in one of the previous episodes about having an abundance mindset and not a scarcity mindset Uh, I think it's important that we we start with that because that's our own mindset and really our biggest challenge is ourselves Uh, if we can get that sorted out and we can get ourselves fairly straight then the the the, the, the outworking of the business development side of things will will come to us in time if we're diligent and we're, we're disciplined in that regard so, uh, the, you know, there's three things we want to look at. Uh, the first thing is operational profit. We always wanted, as business owners, we need to be generating a profit. If we're not doing that, we're not surviving. And certainly if we're not doing it at a high level, we're not scaling up our business because we're not actually creating any, any uh, uh, extra finance that so we can re- reinvest in the business and move forward and move ahead and move up. Uh, the second thing is there is uh, we want to, as a business, the other bottom line that we talk about is uh, we want to we want to produce or do good, good things for people to talk about. Um, so now we're starting to move away from finance and now we're starting to move into a different aspect of business development. And then the other thing that we're going to chat about is the positive and social impact uh, and that how uh, you know our, employers, our employees are very much uh, an important part of our business development process. So, um, look, we're going to go number one operational profit. If you're not making money, you're losing money. If you're losing money, you're going to be out of business. So, my advice is to go and make a profit. Uh, but we're not going to find We're not going to really dig deep on that one. You get the picture pretty quick. Okay. So, when we're talking about the other aspects of how do we build value in the eyes of our customers um, that are actually going to pay us a dividend, when we talk about uh, developing a business that gives us a good gross profit. That's essentially means we've worked this much and we've, we've made, we've made money. That's great. Uh, what we really want to do is we want to start, uh, building a profit margin into our, let's call it our social reputation or our reputation amongst our marketplace. And so, you know, there's a few things, uh, we really want people to talk about it. You know, I was saying to the team yesterday, it's like, you know, people talk about positive things that happen to them very rarely, but the minute you get cut off in traffic or you get the wrong milk with your coffee or whatever the case may be, you lose your freaking mind. And so, you know, we've got to work hard. We get very, uh, you know, very few um, positive feedback things, you know, on, in, on the internet, whether it's Facebook or Google reviews, uh, without some level of prompting. We've kind of got to go and ask for that. Uh, it doesn't come very naturally. Whereas if you look at a bit of a rant and rave uh, page on your Facebook people love to more often than not go full-blown negative because they've been offended, they've been insulted, they've been let down, and they just want the world to know about all of the crap that's in their closet. And to honest, to be honest, it's so depressing when you just flick onto that page. Now, the flip side of that page is that there is some people that are going, hey, give me a rave about a good building company. And of course, that's why I keep a bit of a keen eye on on that page. But um, the, the challenge comes back to us as builders. What is the community investment that we're making is there charities within our ecosystem that we can support? And are we doing things that have an environmental uh, impact that we're reducing? Now, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not a tree hugger. I'm not the guy that, that is, is a massive you know, environmentalist or whatever. But I do understand that there's definitely things that we can do uh, on a small scale that obviously have a positive impact. But there's some things that you might know of in your area, in your ecosystem that do have a major impact. And, uh, you know, some of those things that we do, the community investment, we sponsor hockey teams. um, We, uh, you know, you can go and do that within your community. You can find out um, if there's a little league there that you can support. Uh, There might be charities that mean a lot to you that you can go in. We want people to be able to look at the brand. And this is what we focus on as a corporate brand particularly is that we want to make sure that we are, you know, unknown, not just for doing business with the community, but we're also in a position where we're giving back, and that we we are reinvesting some of those profits that we make uh, back into the community. Uh, we want people to talk about some of the wonderful things that we're doing. We don't just need people getting all negative on us when we we, we occasionally drop the ball or, or one of the operators doesn't uh, deliver the experience, perhaps that the clients are expecting. Um, we you know our object all the time from the get go. And when you sit in training with us, we always when we hit that sales that sales component, we talk about how we want to talk, we want to you know convert or take you know, customers and convert them into raving fans. Uh, And this doesn't just happen uh, by default. It's something that we, from the first, like I said, in training, in their initial training, we'll talk about this subject. And so when they're having the first phone call and they're talking to uh, prospective clients on the phone, in the back of their mind, they're saying, my goal is to convert this person from just an inquiry to a customer and then to a raving fan. And so, you know, we talk about doing a lot of the work up front uh, to remove the, the friction, uh, which really creates drag and heat throughout the building process and, and can undermine the relationship and, and the happiness between the builder and the client so that at the back end we can get a video testimonial. And if you go to smithandsons.ca, you'll see probably a dozen, you know, video testimonials that we've done with our clients. I think we've done a dozen. We did a dozen in 2021. And so, you know, it's not something that we just talk about. It's something that we execute off the back of, and uh, you know, the amount of inquiries that we get on a monthly basis. What I call a forecast uh, build value for those, you know, those inquiries is s- substantial. Uh, even in 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 the early parts of January, we I think we've got 40, 40 or so inquiries with a forecast build value of I don't know four million dollars. So, um, you know, we 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 get a lot of. Uh, Feedback from our, you know, from from people that inquire that say, hey, we've seen good customer reviews and things like that. So we want we've got to work hard at building or developing that reputation. And really, what you're talking about, what I've just alluded to, is essentially what Smith and Sons' um, reputation is. That's that's really what it comes down to. Digital is really forecasting or is broadcasting who we are as an individual, uh, you know, as as individuals or a group of individuals, what our core values are, what means a lot to us, what we want to provide and what we present to clients throughout the build process and things like that. So, uh, you know, we we do need people to think about the good things that we're doing and we need them to be able to talk about the good things as well because word of mouth is a powerful, it is a, it is a powerful uh, lead generation tool, but really you know i think digital or facebook or instagram or whatever we're doing in the way of google adwords is is word of mouth on steroids um because ultimately i think where we're going you know we you know for me as an individual you know us as, as corporate business owners uh even the staff they they understand the power of legacy over currency if you're just working at your place of uh work for a dollar that soon loses its shine Uh, you'll go through the honeymoon phase and then of course you just you're just punching a clock so we talk a little bit about happiness within that and i think uh, the reason it's important to me as a business owner to ensure that my staff are happy doing what they're doing is that that then flows out to the rest of the group the fish rots from the head back the speed of the leader determines the speed of the pack if you are uh, somebody that is not happy as a as a person in general then, you know, I've said this before, your shit's broken. You've got to figure out uh, what's going wrong and really focus and really look at what you need to be doing with your life uh, and how you're contributing in general uh, to humanity. And so that really brings you to my third point. So first point was offer operational profit. The second thing is we've got to have a business uh, where people are saying good things about our business. Uh, We've got to demonstrate why they should talk about and give them the opportunity to make those comments the third thing uh, is what we want to do is is create a positive social impact. Uh, more specifically, what I'm talking about is actually within our uh, our staff, our team out here at corporate office. And so for you, it's going to be you know the guys and gals on the tools, possibly the the folks that are in your administration department within the office, uh, in your sales area as well. Uh, and so to to do to uh, you know deliver a or make a positive social impact. You know the employees have got to be the right types of, of people. They are the carriers of the the mandate that the business is trying to put forward and the mission that we're trying to achieve. And so, for me personally, I'm on a bit of a mission to attract, uh, to equip, and, and and reward. So, you know, for me when I'm when I'm recruiting and I'm in that phase, uh, you know, I want to attract the right people. I want to give them the right equipment. And I want to give them the rewards. So, you know, the attracting good talent is 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 hit and miss. Uh, we try and minimize the miss by the way that we uh, put the ads together when we're recruiting. Um, and we do some recruitment via networks as well. Uh, equipping, you know, please don't bring people into your business and then nickel and dime, you know, the kind of infrastructure that you put around them. Uh, I think one of, you know, a lot of my team will sort of bring something to my attention. And all I say is send me the link because uh, we all love shopping on Amazon, don't we? Uh, and so I just, you know, and this is the thing, you know, for me as a carpenter by trade and a qualified builder, we know that tools are super important. You know, we it creates so much leverage if we're using a sharp blade, uh, all the carpenters are nodding their heads. So everyone gets that. And so, you know, we do invest heavily in equipment. We do invest heavily uh, in things that are going to make our job easier to do to execute and then to deliver a, a high quality product uh, at the end of the day and of course, you know everyone and we we had uh, our award ceremony with all of our general contractors and our staff there uh, a month or so ago um, and the reward part of it is super important i 'm not just talking about a monetary you know i 've said at that, that evening that uh, a lot of us will work for a paycheck, but we 'd all die for recognition everyone wants to be. Uh, pat on the back for the work that they've done. They want to know that, you know, they're contributing at at a great level. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we don't just attract good talent and don't just give them the good tools. We want to make sure that we reward them uh, in all areas as best as we can. Uh, I think you've got to understand that rewarding financially too is is a big part of your business development plan. Uh, And then again, you need to be able to, you know, you, you sell better, you can scale quicker. Demonstrate the value, And what you'll find is you'll be able to put a little bit more profit in the bank, which you can then reinvest in all areas of your business. Uh, The other thing we want to do uh, with regards to positive social impact, uh, we want to encourage and support our staff to achieve difficult uh, but realistic objectives. Uh, I talked about having goals or having objectives that were uh, not out of sight but we're certainly out of reach, you know. I think, you know, I even got a lecture from my creative director this morning that we've got to be, we've got to be operating outside of our comfort zone, and you know, it's not, it's not, and it's an easy thing to say, but to be able to live out there is certainly a challenge. We always slump back into our, you know, rut and we do our normal things, and then we wonder why we don't get results. And so, you know, I think uh, having difficult but realistic objectives, I think the right people respond, uh, respond appropriately. Uh, people that say yep that seems to be quite a hill to climb but you know i look forward to the challenge um you know it's funny uh that i i love to watch i love to watch a lot of documentaries i would say that i'm categorically a documentary i'm um, addicted to documentaries uh and a lot of it's got to do with looking at things that have happened in history and looking at some of the the the, the factors that went into either the success or the failure because they're, you know, they're, they're geared both ways and then taking out of that things that I can actually use things that sort of put a stone in my shoe and get me to think about doing business differently. Um, and one of the, one of the guys or one of the documentaries or the several documentaries around the SEAL teams. And I, I get pretty excited because there's such a brotherhood there and they're so systemized in their approach. And <clears throat> the, the the mental toughness is, is supreme. It's unbelievable what they go through. So uh, you know, I think developing the team members, and that brings you to the next point, where, you know, we want team members with initiative who take on big responsibilities. That's really, you know, I don't want to micromanage. I've no, no interest, you know, I really want to create autonomy within the group. And I think one of the questions that I ask is I said, how did? You, how would you feel if I just didn't show up on a Monday morning for a whole week and I sort of got put in my place and I got told that, hey, I think we'd be fine. And I, you know, that was that was an encouragement. That was something that, um, you know, I'd been working on for a long time and you want you want to think that you're making a difference but for us business owners, all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, but I can't let go. Um, and so, you know, I might surprise them one day and show up and or not show up and just send them a text and go, I'm, I'm off. I'm not coming back for a week and a half or two weeks and we'll see, won't we? Um, so I think ultimately, uh, I think as a summary, there's, there's, you know, for you as a business owner, I, I really honestly think that you can, you can do well. I got a I got a guy who we've had on this podcast before, way back in the beginning. I think we did a, a two or three part podcast with Tony, and uh, I was just reading his book again, and you know he talked about how he took a business from twelve million to five hundred and sixty five million in a fairly quick time. It might have been five years or something, and he had all the trimmings of success. You know, the thing he said that suffered was relationships and health. And I, you just know, and I think today he's actually, I, I think he's a uh, a fitness instructor or something, and he looks really good for a, for a guy that's maybe mid fifties or late fifties. Apologies, if I got that wrong tone? Um, but you know, I, I think we've got to understand that it's not just about creating the external appearance of success, but understand that a lot of uh, happiness for 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 us or for me. Uh, You know, true fulfillment comes in helping other human beings. It's just the way it is. Um, We all like to do something nice and the feeling that it gives us when we've held that door for that person or we've been able to pay for the person's Starbucks in the drive-thru behind us or whatever the case may be. There's something there that you can't bottle that's not tangible. You just know when you've done it right, it really does. It really, really makes you feel a lot better. Uh, Too many guys and gals perhaps get caught up in spending money that they don't have on things they don't need to impress people who actually don't give a shit. And, you know, I've been through those phases uh, to the point where at this stage of my life, you know, I was prepared to drive a 2002 pickup truck because I just didn't give a rat's ass. Um, But because of the way the business goes and because we are dealing with, you know, people that do um, – they they put a lot of value on your appearance – they tend to uh you know value that. Uh, I was required to upgrade that vehicle, so um, it was under duress that I moved in that direction uh look, I think just to just to finish off, I want to just when we're talking about and we've talked about our staff mostly we're not we're not talking about profit, although that's definitely a part of. Uh, high-performance building companies. We want to make sure that we're giving something for our communities and our clients to talk about, and we want to make a positive social impact on our staff. I think a couple of things as you recruit, recruit more staff and as you have uh, dealings with you know subcontractors. You need people in your workplace. Uh, there's four things that I'm going to close out with here. Uh, the, the core skills that are needed in your workplace if you're going to develop a, a very happy culture and a productive environment is you've got to have people that are problem solvers. Uh, if you have get people there that are just thumbsuckers and don't particularly uh, engage and don't come to you with a couple of options, hey, I'm facing this, I think we could do this or that, you know, you need people that are going to think outside the box a little bit. That's super important. Uh, I think the leadership component within each of our staff members needs to be, uh, needs to be uh, at the top of their or at the front of their mind uh, individually, but then at corporately as well. So, you know, I talk to my staff about, you know, the way they think about the business and then of course the impact that they potentially have on our both our clients and also our franchised operators there is a there is a bar there's a benchmark that's set you know as far as positivity and optimism and things like that and i encourage all of my staff to not embrace negative negativity and 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 pessimism it doesn't help anybody it creates negative vibes and so that really is is leadership both personally and, and I could be a good business leader, but if I'm just a prick of a person, then it's never, ever going to fly. There's got to be both an individual responsibility that's observed and also a corporate responsibility there as well uh, and how they can impact the rest of the team. Thoughtfulness, you know, I think there's a lot of things that we do in the business. And like I said before, the speed of the leader determines the speed of the pack. There's things that I do uh, impromptu um, uh, or spontaneously that it's just like, how I feel like you know, and this is where intuition is definitely an asset of mine. It's something that I listen to all of the time. It's something where I give I give space and time for that intuition to talk to me as well. Uh, but uh, thoughtfulness around what we can do differently, this comes back to the out of the box thinking, what can we do to impact or what can we do to get people talking? Um, You know all of the promotions and a lot of the the gift giving that we do, and a lot of the giveaways that we present. There's really no uh, return that we're expecting. There is no expectation uh, that we have. It's just something that we go out and do. And I think that's thoughtfulness, and uh, it really does make for a happy workplace and a productive and and uh, ultimately a a profitable workplace. So this is all connected. And the final thing is uh, core skills. Is it needs to be some entrepreneurial spirit, and I'm not saying that. You know, you've got to go and recruit all these highfalutin business people. Uh, I think you can get good members to work on your team that have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, I think that if uh, if you find people that just want to be spoon fed and they they're the ones that well, what do you want me to do now? They're they're probably not going to fit with you, especially because the thing is, you as me as the leader of this business, being a a you know a purebred entrepreneur and somebody that eats and drinks and you know breathes the business i think i was out of the office maybe one or two days over the christmas break and you know it wasn't anything that i was really busy working um you know something i talk about often is is warren buffett says that you know business owners in a, in a in american business just don't take time out to think about their business and and you know over the christmas and new year's break was a great time where i could just come in and ponder think about the year in you know retrospectively and then think about how we're going to sort of launch into the new year and what are the goals that we want to hit and things like that so that's very, you know, that's purebred entrepreneur. That's what we should be doing. But having people in your business that actually assimilate with that or identify with that, maybe appreciate that, uh, they're the people that you can take with you. I, I think that when you when you start operating at a certain speed as a business owner, um, some people will get left behind. It's just part of the. It's part and parcel of business development. The ones that be able to maintain pace with you, they're they're probably doing that because they have that level of entrepreneurial spirit, and so you know we're committed to building a group of accomplished business owners, um, you know, general contractors that that do develop high performance businesses that do uh, really benefit from you know the 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 work that they've put in and and the you know the businesses that they've developed, and so you know we we want to see more and more of that, and we are seeing that we've we've had one guy that was doing one hundred and fifty grand a year before he joined us and last year he did something like 700,000 so you know I, I'm starting to see you know the the impact and the difference that we're making and not just on their bottom line but in the community that they're operating in and in the people that they're they're attracting to them so um, hope that's been helpful uh, if you've got any questions or queries you can text us on 250 241 you can email me at max at businessforbuilders.ca ca. You can like and subscribe and comment, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Uh, But make sure that you're building a kick-ass business. See you next time.